0: Newspaper staffers think hard to create catchy headlines. At least you hope they're trying to be catchy. Here's some examples. Experts say school bus passengers should be belted. <laughs> Iraqi head seeks arms. <laughs> Stolen painting found by tree. War dims hope for peace. Cold wave linked to temperatures. (laughs) Two sisters reunited after 18 years in checkout counter. (laughs) Well, headlines of the day begin our gospel passage this morning. Some people who have been present with Jesus while he's talking about judgment bring up current headlines. Did you hear about those Galileans that Pilate killed? Did you hear about the 18 who died when that tower in Siloam fell? The people wanted to talk about people in the news in a way that pronounced judgment on them, as if they somehow deserved their cruel death. Jesus took the crowd beyond the headlines. And he did it in a way that we don't particularly like. The Roanoke Police Academy operates out of the Jefferson Center. Many of you know that, right next door to our church. Some afternoons you can hear the trainees jogging down the sidewalk on 6th Street, and you can hear their cadence, you know. I don't know, but I've been well, it's not that one. But one day, I I was going out the back door. It's a weekday. And some of the officers were out there. And they were practicing with something called a spike strip. What happens is, say you're the bad guy. And you're driving away. You're trying to elude the police. Well, they try to figure out which direction you're going. Anticipate where you're going. And then they take this spike strip and unroll it. In front of your car. And when you drive over it. The spikes in the strip puncture your tires. And you're forced to stop. Spike strip. I asked some of the guys out there. Some of them used our parking lot to eat lunch. So I had to figure out what that was called. But they were very helpful. And they were also curious about why in the world I wanted to know about a spike strip. <clears throat> well... It's because Jesus threw out a verbal spike strip here in his conversation with this crowd. He stopped them in their tracks. He said, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. In this case, the listeners' hearts are punctured as they get stopped in their tracks. They wanted to talk about other people getting what they deserved. Jesus wanted to talk about them. He wanted to talk about what they deserved. He wanted to talk about the state of their souls. Now, it's so much easier to talk about other people than it is to talk about ourselves. Of course, Jesus knew that. So to fortify his statement, he told a story. It's the way of rabbis. Don't answer a question directly. Tell a story that illustrates the answer and let the listeners figure it out for themselves. The setting is a vineyard. Within the vineyard, there's a fig tree. The owner wants a snack. And he comes to the fig tree, but the fig tree is barren. And so the owner of the vineyard says to his gardener, For three years I have come to this fig tree looking for fruit. Go get your axe and cut it down. I'm tired of this. Why should it, the tree, be stealing nutrients from the soil that could be used for my vineyard? The gardener, though, is a man of second chances. And he goes to the root of the problem, pun intended. Sir, he responds, give it one more year. I'll care for the soil around the roots and I'll fertilize it. The New Revised Standard Version gets as graphic as to say I'll put manure around it. Maybe then the tree will bear fruit. If not, you can cut it down. If you were familiar with Sequoia National Forest in California, and I said something seemed as big as General Sherman, you would know that I was talking not about the size of the military commander, but of the largest tree in the world General Sherman's. Conversely, when Jesus told this story about a fig tree, his listeners understood that the fig tree symbolized Israel. In 21st century United States, we don't catch that upon the first reading. But when we know that, and then when we look at it again, we begin to see Jesus is casting judgment on the nation of Israel. They have been planted... In a good place, a fertile place. They have been given everything they need, and yet they just suck in the nutrients, the gifts of God, without returning to God any fruit, any gifts of thanksgiving. If the tree, or nation in this case, chooses to remain fruitless, that gives the owner of the vineyard... God, a reason to get that accent, cut it down, and send those nutrients, those gifts elsewhere. This is a passage of judgment. And like that spike strip, it can stop us in our tracks. If it does, we have a choice to make. Will I reflect on what this means for me and then adjust my ways? Or will I avoid Jesus' judgment, or try to, by getting out of the car and running another direction? Charles Swindoll tells this story in his book, Living Above the Level of Mediocrity, that Dr. Ruth Berinda and a group of fellow psychologists rediscovered the dramatic power of societal pressure, peer pressure. In an experiment, they invited ten teenagers into a room where three charts were displayed. Each chart had three lines of different lengths, and the group members were asked to raise their hands when the person at the front pointed to the longest of the three lines. Now, one teen out of the ten did not know that the other nine teenagers had been instructed to raise their hands about the second longest line. Are you with me? So the lone teen frequently looked confused but cast a wrong vote with the other 9 students. And Dr. Berenda's data revealed that 75% of the teens allowed peer pressure to override their own better judgment. They chose what was popular instead of what was right. Now, that's true not just of teenagers. We all let peer pressure determine our actions from time to time. And not just peer pressure. We all let efficiency determine our actions or expediency. We let monetary gain or interest determine our actions. Sometimes fear determines our actions. Now, none of these things are bad in themselves, But when peer pressure or personal gain or fear keep us from doing what's right, from bearing fruit for God, then like Israel, we deserve God's judgment. Psalm 116.12 says, What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? And Susan Solo fit right in with that, too. What wondrous love is this that God has given to us? And yet, when we return little to nothing, we deserve that axe. We deserve to be cut down. Enter the gardener. Years ago, when I sat, I house sat for a seminary professor and his wife. I was given strict instructions about caring for a dozen or so potted violets. I was told on which day they were to, to be on which days of the week they were to be watered. I was told how much water to give. I was told how much Miracle Grow fertilizer to give them and when. And so my greatest fear for the four months that they were gone on sabbatical was not that something would happen to the house or the car or the wife's mother, who was also living at the house at the time, but that one of these violets would wither and die. Now, that's a plant. The care of our spirits is so much more important than the care of those plants. And so we welcome the gardener of our spirits we welcome the man of second chances we welcome jesus christ jesus is the gardener who wants to care for the soil in which we grow jesus is the one who wants to fertilize us the one who wants to help us bear fruit and even enjoy doing it By his life, Jesus showed us how to fertilize our spirits. Time and again, especially in Luke, we see Jesus going apart to pray. Now, that's not just because he was God's son, just because only God's son needs to pray. It was because, like us, Jesus needed to be in contact with God perpetually in contact with God, to help him ignore peer pressure, to help him ignore personal gain, to help him ignore even fear. A few weeks ago, we talked about Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness. Forty days, we're told, he laid aside what he wanted, what his body even craved for what God wanted for him. He needed that time of strengthening and preparation. I imagine he took that time to reflect on who he was and what he was supposed to do as his public ministry was getting ready to begin. In those 40 days, he received fertilizer from the Spirit for his spirit. Well, from that same Miracle Grow Company, we can buy manure to fertilize our plants. For plants that already have deep roots, they suggest using vertical mulching, where we drill down with a soil auger about 18 inches into the soil around the roots of the plants or trees. And then we fill those holes with this mixture of manure and compost. The earthworms then come through, and the insects, and they eat it, and they spread the nutrients throughout the soil. The soil then becomes healthier, and so the roots become healthier, and so the whole plant becomes healthier. Well, here we are among our 40 days of Lent. We have come apart to this sanctuary to be fertilized. By the Spirit of God. Toward this end, our spirits need to do what Jesus was telling the people who were listening to him to do. Repent. We need to confess our sins and then receive anew God's forgiveness and blessing through our gardener, Jesus Christ. And then, with the grace we receive, we can go and bear the fruit of God's love to a very hungry world. Let me invite you then to a prayer of confession. That is in your bulletin. And I would like us to speak it together. Following the assurance of pardon, I will leave a moment of silence for you to pray quietly. May we then pray our prayer of confession together. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them, let us, return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on us, And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon.